Welcome to the Crab Cakes and Tequila Livecast, where we discuss life-changing events and overall well-being. I'm your host, Orod, aka Oscar Rodriguez from Elysium. And today I'm joined with a lady that's so boss, she teaches your boss how to be a boss. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss <laughs> Amanda Hathaway. Amanda, how are you today? I'm awesome. That is the best introduction I think I've ever had. I'm gonna have to take you on the road with me. <laughs> well, you know, I've been practicing that. Uh it only took maybe five or six different versions to get it right. Um, Fantastic. I love it. But I'm super glad you're with me today. We've been trying to schedule this meeting forever. But of course, COVID was like, you know what? I don't want you guys to talk. So we're going to separate it out. Um, I guess I just wanted to start things out with an introduction of you, like what you do and you know what's your specialty sure. and how we met. I'm pretty sure we met at the Frederick Chamber of Commerce, did we not? We did. We met through the chamber. I love the chamber. I have met so many amazing people through that venue, and I think they're doing great things in our community. Uh, A little bit more about me. I am the managing director of HR Answerbox, and we provide primarily small businesses and startups with HR advisory support as Mm -hmm. well as training. So during this crazy pandemic time, our business has really shifted to help employers figure out how to stay in business, how to adjust their work schedules and how they do work, and also to to care for their employees during this unusual and unique time. Gotcha. Well, I I certainly appreciate you taking the time because I I know even now, uh, me and you are staying busy with everything. I know I am. I've recently switched gears, um, which is something I want to talk about, switching gears um, to church live streaming. I've done, I've helped music artists put their stuff on YouTube. I mean, we've stayed pretty busy. um, And I guess, I guess that's one of my first questions to you. I mean, what are some strategies that you're seeing from your clients um, over the past couple of weeks towards like hiring, towards retaining their their clients and, and even their workers? Because, you know, it's a tough time. Yeah, I know a lot of people kind of at the end of a calendar year pick a a particular word that they're going to focus on for the coming year. Mm -hmm. And none of us could have predicted this, but what I am seeing is that that word should be pivot because so many of my clients have had to do just that. They've had to make on-the-fly decisions in ways that they never really thought they would have to. You know, a lot of businesses were not set up and didn't have processes and procedures in place for working from home. And pretty much on a dime, they had to change gears and have all of their workforce working remotely. I do have a couple clients that are considered essential services, essential businesses, Mm -hmm. and they've remained open. But even for those entities, they had to make huge changes to the way that they conduct business, the way that they work with their clients and customers. And it's been really challenging across yeah. the board. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, especially you work a lot in, in Frederick, Maryland, correct? Or, do, or is there a specific area that you work the most in? 
Yeah, so I have a number of clients in Frederick County. I also serve clients throughout the metro D.C. area, so Northern Virginia, D.C., other parts of Maryland. And then I have a couple outliers, like Mm -hmm. I have one client in Iowa and one in Texas. Um, So, you know, different situations going on there. My client in Texas is actually open again. So they were one of the first states to release the stay-at-home order. So their stay-at-home order ended April 30th, and this particular client put in um, protocols so that they could go back to work at the beginning of May. So they've actually been uh, reopened for a couple weeks now. That's fantastic. And and I know Texas, certain states are moving a little bit faster um, than others. I mean, we're obviously still in in phase one. Do you think Mm -hmm. in, in your professional opinion that we're moving too fast or we're moving too slow? You know, I think one of the biggest concerns that I'm hearing is from employees who are fearful to go back to work because there are so many unknowns and we really don't have a lot of control over the situation. And so that makes it a bit of an anxiety ridden scenario for many people. So, you know, I think the the caution is probably a good idea. What I'm hearing from a lot of my clients is that they're not in a big rush. Even if government restrictions are lifted, they plan to continue having some or all of their employees uh, remain working from home or at least giving them the option to continue working from home. Now, a couple of those businesses, you know, work from home isn't really an option. So they're weighing the pros and cons. Um, it, It really has to be an individualized approach. Okay. Thank you so much for your insight. Um, I guess the next question I really wanted to to answer is one giant misconception that people have about HR, and that's that it's only there for the problem. Um, I think I've seen that a lot. They think that if you have a problem, you go just go to HR. But I, would you agree with me in saying that HR, human resources, if you hate acronyms, is more there to prevent the problem Yeah, absolutely. I would much rather be proactive versus reactive. But I sometimes joke that no one calls me because they're having a good day. A lot of times the first engagement that I have with a client is because they're experiencing some type of employee relations crisis and they Mm -hmm. need help in the moment to resolve that issue. And so normally what happens is we deal with that because it's the, the pressing thing at hand. And then once we get through that, I try to talk to the client and say, here's what we can do to avoid this in the future. Let's also look at, you know, policies, how you treat your employees, your overall workplace culture, what you do to grow and develop your employees, performance management, a whole host of other things. But I always encourage my clients to be proactive instead of reactive. Okay. Um, In terms of, I want to really talk about hiring. Because that's going to be a big issue coming up here in the next couple of weeks when we slowly but surely start to reopen. Do you, do you feel that, um, you know, hiring will change in any way? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we're already seeing some companies hiring even during this time, and it's really changed the way that we conduct interviews. So almost all the interviews are happening either over the phone or over Zoom or some other video conferencing platform. But I think we are going to see a lot of companies looking to make hires as they start to reopen. And the reason for that is Well, there are a couple reasons for that. One is that when business is back in force, the expectation is that that things are going to ramp up pretty quickly. You know, a lot of uh, optimistic reports out there, and I hope they end up being right. Uh, The second thing is, you know, some of your employees may not feel comfortable coming back to work and will decide to Mm -hmm. voluntarily resign their positions. Well, as a business owner or business manager, you have to still have enough bodies to do the work. And so it's likely that there are going to be some openings created because of that scenario. Some people, are choosing to stay on unemployment. There's kind of a a discussion around that um, as to whether people will remain eligible for benefits if they choose to leave their position. Generally speaking, they're not, but there's some misconceptions out there that people think that they can remain on unemployment. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's, that's a massive thing to talk about too, the unemployment. Um, A lot of people are really trying to apply for the I guess they call it the pandemic um, program. Uh, If you're applying for that under unemployment, I guess I'll take this time to make a PSA about it. Um, You have to apply for normal unemployment first. They're not just going to hand you the pandemic uh, (laughs) insurance. (laughs) Free money. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's you. You definitely have to apply for that first. So that's something I really wanted to touch on. Yeah, and I can comment on that. So here in Maryland, the maximum that someone could get under normal circumstances Mm -hmm. would be $430 per week. With the federal subsidy, they now are getting an additional $600. So that takes someone to $1,030 before taxes per week in unemployment benefits. And so if you were to annualize that out, you're looking at over 52k and so if you have people who when they work for you make less than that it's yeah. possible that they're actually being paid more on unemployment than they are when they work for you and that's kind of the sticking point for a lot of people they want to continue to receive that additional money the issue though is that the federal subsidy isn't going to continue forever and you know yeah. money doesn't grow on trees like you said it's not just a, a handout that's going to continue indefinitely it was put in place for a very specific reason and as the program stands right now for most folks, that's going to be exhausted sometime this summer. Gotcha. Yeah. And, you know, I also work at an after school program here in, in Boonesboro. And uh, that's a massive issue now. They're starting to try to reopen. Um, but at the same time, you, you still need the bodies. So um, a lot of people are having to decide whether or not to come back um, and work, you know, the reduced hours because it's going to happen. Or, or go on unemployment. And that's really the tough choice right now for a lot of people. Because mm-hmm. on one hand, yes, you can try to get unemployment. But on the other hand, you may lose your position um, later on down the road. So that's something to really think about uh, going forward. And then I, I really wanted to talk about more specifically what you do for your clients uh, in terms of HR. Because I, 
I mean, I've seen some of your commercials, and I mean, you have some high tech stuff that even I don't understand. Um, <laughs> so if you if you could just elaborate a little bit on that, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So we really focus on the small business market and most of our clients are of a size where they don't have the luxury of having a full-time HR department in-house. So we help them navigate all the complexities of the human resources space. So everything from employee relations to performance management to compliance, employment law, and a whole host of other questions that they may have, we're their go-to resource. So we offer subscriptions where we work with the same clients every single month. Uh, We also offer a number of training programs primarily for managers so that they can learn more about how to effectively manage their teams and their people um, and and really just a go-to resource for all things HR. Okay. That's amazing. I didn't realize you did all of that. When we first met, I thought, okay, she just does like a couple of trainings. That's it. Um, I try to stay busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I noticed. Um, I think we all are trying to stay busy at, at this point, um, which I guess brings me to to the next point, which is how are you staying busy um, with your clients and stuff? I mean, are you getting emails like every single day? Yeah, it actually has been really busy, but the work has taken on a, a slightly different tone. So I'm still working with some clients on employee relations issues, but now a lot of my clients are beginning the planning and strategy around returning to work. And so I'm working with them to create those plans and figure out what is our workplace going to look like when we have the opportunity to open back up? And how are we going to ensure that we're keeping our employees safe and healthy? And what are the different things that we can do as an employer to make our employees feel comfortable in coming back to work? Yeah, I'm really glad you you said coming back to work, because that's a great segue to my, I guess, my next question. Um, Usually on this show, I usually have a small section where I call it spit the truth, where (laughs) I basically get some facts and I, I pretty much tie it into whatever we're talking about. And this week, I, I really wanted to talk about the fact that 75% of talent and hiring managers use some kind of software. So um, I've been preaching LinkedIn, uh, Facebook uh, ads to my clients as a marketing firm forever. Um, but I, I really wanted to touch on, do you think that even more people or more employers rather are going to start using, you know, things like LinkedIn, Monster, um, Indeed, and and if so, do you think they'll be more stringent or less stringent on their qualifications that they need for their for their jobs? Yeah, so the HR technology space has really taken off in probably the past 10 or so years, and there are a ton of vendors out there. It's actually become a pretty crowded space. And so a lot of companies have what's referred to as an HRIS, a human resources information system. And that's really, if I were to distill it down in kind of the the simplest terms, it's really a database for employee information. So all 
old school way of doing things was we had paper personnel files. Now all of that information is electronic in the HRIS. As a part of the HRIS, a lot of the systems have what's called an ATS, an applicant tracking system. And so this is what kind of syncs up to your website and to the other job boards like Indeed to get your job postings out. And then it's really a, a seamless process of the candidate applies, their resume or application, whatever you're using, goes into that applicant tracking system. The hiring managers and the recruiters have access to screen those candidates. And some of them are, are really quite sophisticated and have artificial intelligence and machine learning built into them. So some of that manual work that we used mm -hmm. to do has now been streamlined and automated. So we're able to find quality talent much faster than we could, you know, 20 years ago when I started in recruiting. It's really evolved and changed and, and changed for the better. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I guess the next question I really wanted to ask you, you know, because you obviously have a lot of experience at this, um, is without naming names, of course, because we we respect privacy here, is w what was your toughest, I guess, HR ordeal that you had to deal with? I mean, mm -hmm. did somebody like try to light a warehouse on fire? Like, just talk to me about it. Yeah. So some of the work that I do is in the form of workplace investigations. So okay. if an employee comes forward and makes a claim of harassment or discrimination, um, typically the firm will work with their attorneys as well as someone like me to mm -hmm. conduct the investigation. And the reason to hire an external person for that is that we don't know the parties. So yeah. we're unbiased, we're neutral, we're just trying to get to the facts of the matter. And in some of that work, I have been exposed to really crazy situations. Um, obviously, due to confidentiality, I can't go into specific details, but I have done workplace investigations that have included sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, with that, we've actually reached the end of this. I really enjoyed um, talking with you. And I wanted to ask you if maybe because I never do it. Do you have any questions for me before we go? Yeah, well, I think you should share with the audience a little bit more about what your firm does because you're a fairly new member to the chamber and yeah. a lot of us are still getting to know you. So here's your chance to give a little infomercial. Okay. Oh, well, I'm going to, when I edit this, I'm just going to add a couple of uh, like game show uh, music edits under. So Awesome, it, it I love it. Um, so, <laughs> What I do primarily right now is I help everybody with everything creative with social media, but we do it as a step above that. So we will help you build your, your brand from the ground up. If you need a YouTube channel, if you need a podcast, we can externalize all of that for you as a, as a firm. So you don't ever need uh, camera equipment. You don't ever need anything besides what you're passionate about and what you want to do. Okay, so that's that's what we do at Elysium Marketing Consultants. We have a contracted studio like the one I'm in right now. This is Vocaling Productions in Hagerstown. We will record anything and everything you need at a reasonable price. And a lot of 
you know, the bigger firms, they'll, they'll give you like some weird package deal where it's like mm-hmm. super expensive. If you just need a logo done, we'll do that for you. I have a gra- two graphic designers on call to have that done for you. If you need a website done, you got it. Basically, anything you need to promote your business without breaking the bank is what we specialize in. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and end the broadcast. I really wanted to, th- to thank you, Amanda. I'm also going to run a short little ad for you after. And I'm also going to send you a care package. I'll email you more about it later because um, this is Crab Cakes and Tequila and all guests get Crab Cakes and Tequila. So I will <laughs> figure that out. Okay. With that <laughs> well, said, I wish you a lot of safety, a lot of health. Um, hopefully we'll see each other in the upcoming meetings. And I definitely want to go ahead and maybe after we, you know, we get through all this crap, um, for us to have another meeting about, you know, what's going on after. If that's yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Thanks again for the opportunity. This has been super fun. Likewise. You take care of yourself. I'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.